everybody. We are back with another episode of the Highly Opinionated Podcast. Y'all all know Israel J. Wilson, better known as Izzy, and Stanley Savage. And we got a new guest this week, Mr. Taquari Hatch, better known as TQ. What up, brother? What's going on, brother? Not too up much, here, man. man. Up in here, ready to talk some sports, man. How y'all doing tonight? Man, I'm, I'm I'm doing great, man. I'm I'm doing great, man. The other brothers are ready to go. We actually got our first taste of sports that's happening now this past weekend in the NFL draft. So, you know, let's kind of jump into that right quick. All right. So first and foremost, with the draft, you know, I'm gonna kind of go around the horn right quick, and I want to know. Who do you guys think were your biggest winners and your biggest losers in the draft? Uh, Stan, I'm going to start out with you on that one. You just want one of each? Because I got a whole list. Hey, man, well, give me what you got. <laughs> uh, but I saw my winners, man. I had the uh, – I hate to say it, but I got to say the Cowboys. I had the Cowboys having a great draft. I had the Ravens having a great draft, and I had the Browns having a great draft. On the losing side, man, I had Green Bay simply because they didn't really get Aaron Rodgers no help. I Green Bay had a horrible draft. Yeah, I can appreciate the, the plan for a QB for the future, but they didn't get Aaron Rodgers no help, and they went 13-3 and last year. So I didn't really see the sense in, in that draft strategy. The Eagles, I mean, Jalen Rager, I mean, he seems like a solid wide receiver and everything, but he wasn't better than other receivers on the board. And then Jalen Hurts, um... I like Jalen. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> he, he's not an everyday on offense that's going to help their team. Like, I don't see him on, on playing every single down on offense. And then the last team I had, well, I had two more on the losing side. I had the Patriots simply because they didn't get any kind of offensive help besides two tight ends in the later rounds. And then I always got the Raiders on that, man, because the Raiders just be the Raiders. They just make stupid decisions every single draft. So those, those are my selections, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, when you come to the Raiders, I want to say Tim Brown might have been their last good draft pick, bro. Like it's, it's it's been it's been a while for them. I don't I don't know what they're doing, and they they got they got so much they got so much that I want to touch on about what you just said. But I'm a, I'm gonna bring it to the other fellas right quick and get their picks. Uh, TQ, what you thought about the draft, brother? Uh, I mean, for this draft. This is the first draft in 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 recent memory where I where I felt like almost all of the teams did pretty decent, um, okay, or at or at least stayed true to what they do. Um, when you look at what the Patriots did, yeah, they had a, they didn't have a good draft, but oftentimes you the Patriots are going to do what the Patriots are going to do. They moved around a whole lot. They picked. Head scratching players that you, know, <laughs> you gotta trust. You just gotta trust that the Patriots are doing what they're doing. Right. And then, uh, like you said, the Raiders. The Raiders all boom or bust prospects. Like it's either gonna work or <laughs> not. But what we know is, is most likely not. It's gonna end up with you know a a forty percent win percentage. But um, if so, as far as winners and losers goes, uh. I mean, I feel like everybody, all of the teams pretty much uh, stay true to who they are. And, 
and that's winning and losing, having good drafts and having bad drafts. So. Nah, man, I, I I I kind of feel I feel where you're coming from on that, man. Uh, the Raiders, for some reason, I don't know. I I feel like they just they just say, all right, who in the draft got the fastest forty time? We want that guy. Like every year, that's that, that's yep. all they do. Boomer bus. Like like they're Boomer not even bus. they're not even looking for the best pro. They want the fastest guy in the draft, and they got to have him every year. And another thing, another Boy. thing with the with the Raiders is. You would think that with Mike Mayock becoming a GM, that it'll that more of the picks will be more kind of you know more balanced. It right. would be the same thing that they were doing for for the last what eight eight to ten years. And right. uh, but another thing, another reason why I think uh, the draft was so there there were more picks that were just like as expected. I think it. The the quarantine and the everybody being away from each other, they didn't have a lot of emotional pick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Like since there wasn't as many like war rooms and stuff, I felt like that's why it wasn't a lot of surprising picks as in, in comparison to how it usually usually is. But you know, yeah. I love that you touched on, man. Those pro days make a big difference. When you when you come out to the oh, game, yeah, you yeah, talk to yeah. your players, no pro days, no personal interviews, no dinners, no banquets, no medical reports. All yeah. of that made a huge difference. This was like a once-in-a-lifetime type draft, and I really hope we uh, we never deal with it again. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and pick it up back from my winners and the losers list. First of all, the winners, it's not an NFL team, but I wanted to say the LSU Tigers, the real <laughs> Tigers teams right now. They had the best draft, made history, Lit. best college team of all time. Let's just put that out there. Cool time. Best college team of all time. On Absolutely. paper and, 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 in, and in barbershops. Best college team of all time. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> hey, listen, I said what I said. Stay, I said what I and I thought you'd be on my side with it, but I respect that. I was down the school, but That's debatable. On paper, they're the best team. Listen, man, phenomenal season. I would just stick with the numbers and let's go back to the NFL because we can talk college all day. All right, so um, my winners and losers in the um, in the draft, I got to disagree with you, TQ. I think that the biggest loser of this draft was easily the Packers because uh, what the Packers did was they didn't address anything they needed right now. And I think a draft really like, a, you know, a GM can tell you one thing, but a draft will really tell you how you feel about your quarterback. Now, you got to look at what the Chiefs did. The Chiefs, three hours before the draft. Mahomes, who do you want? Mahomes said, man, I want Hilaire. I want the LSU running back. What the Chiefs do? Done. It was nothing. That's their franchise. That's their guy, right? The Packers. We knew what the uh, we knew what Rodgers wanted. We knew what the fans wanted. We want to win today. We want to win now. That's what the Packers want. Yeah. Rodgers need somebody to throw to. And, and what did they do? Man, they get your replacement. Bruh, and I, then they break up for them. I thought like, that was, it was so interesting. Disrespect. I thought that huh? was so interesting, bro, because what it made me think of was the Aaron Rodgers-Brett Favre situation when they drafted Aaron Rodgers late in the first round when they had Brett Favre. But the difference is Brett Favre was, like, threatening to retire, like, every year. He's like, yeah, I'm going to retire, and he would fool around and come back. And he would say he would retire and then come back. Aaron Rodgers has been consistent. So he hasn't been like Brett Favre. So that's why I'm kind of with you on this. I didn't think that that was the appropriate pick at that time 
because you still, if you put playmakers around Aaron Rodgers, they still have a window of opportunity where they don't have to transition to their next guy yet. Man, it was a horrible pick. I think I think what I, what they gonna do now? Are they gonna Joe Flacco, Aaron Rodgers, all decade quarterback? You go thirteen and three, and you draft my replacement, and then you trade up for him. I ask for one thing: you draft a running back the next round. Man, that team building for the future. The coach said you my old work, and I'm moving on to better things. That's how you felt about Aaron Rodgers. I'm moving on, baby. I, it's bigger and brighter things out here. Joy, love my new man. That's really like. You got your wife, but you on Facebook taking pictures with your side chick. Like, I, this is this what it is for the world now. Jordan Love, he the future, man. You saw what happened to Lamar Jackson when he got to uh, got to Baltimore. The right was on the wall. Horrible hey, draft. Hey, 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 but it's a difference between Flacco and Rodgers, though. It's big a big difference. difference between Flacco and Rodgers. Like, but I think is it saying that Flacco deserved it and Rodgers didn't? Rodgers didn't deserve this, man. I understand the Brett Favre move. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, man, they drafted 37 wide receivers in this draft. They had elite. Man, T. Higgins was right there for them to take, for them to lose in the playoffs again to the 49ers. They had him right there for them to take him. And what did they do? They draft your replacement? Well, this, Come this, on, man. This, this is what I'm going to respond to. Like, I, I did have the Packers on my losing list. Because they drafted a quarterback. Because their other picks didn't really address anything on offense, and man, they drafted a running back next. Man, they, man, they going all play action. But they reached. I think they drafted a running back and a tight end, but they reached for both of them. Well, I don't have <laughs> an issue. I don't have an issue. They really did. They reached yeah. heavily. They, they reached. Like none of this is good. Yeah. So the, those are my issues with them. I didn't have an issue with the whole love thing because I can appreciate a team that plans for the future. I can appreciate that. They depend to the No, like, okay. I, I, you know, I see like, your point. Not the, like, now, if you go 13 to 3, and like, Jordan Love, he, I, he has that, those Mahomes type qualities. Right. But, man, now, man, no. I, I, I don't agree. Not for love. Well, but this is, all right. So, this is the thing with the Packers. I know it's low hanging fruit to, to just say they had a bad draft, but, and they didn't get Aaron uh, Rodgers the, uh, the weapons, but, I actually like the 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 uh, Packers wide receiving court. I like it as is, like with with uh, with um, Adams, it, as well as uh, Handling and even a, a, a late round pick from a couple of years ago, Lazard from uh, from uh, I forget what school he came from, but big guy. I mean. I like I like their wide receiving core, man. I think I think we and then the, the kids from um, Notre Dame, you know, Equinamas oh, Brown, yeah, whatever his name is. They got man, they got a nice. They have a nice young, big, fast uh, wide receiving core that I think uh, we kind of we kind of you know taking them for granted. I, there's a reason why they went thirteen and three, and it definitely wasn't because of the running back. So. Well, it might have been he threw to somebody. Aaron Rodgers threw to somebody. That's my that's, point. That's true. Well, we knew he had Devontae Adams. But, they, I mean, you got to think about how the NFC is going right now. Yeah. I know. I'm so, just saying. So, why I like that core. Look at, look at, when, you, when you get a chance, look at the Green Bay roster. And, you know, these are a couple of guys that, that they've acquired over the last two years that, you know, I think um, – 
I think, I mean, just look at them. They're all 6'4", six, 6'4", four, six, four, fast guys. We got 4'4", four, 4'5", four, four, speed at 6'4". I mean, take a look at it. Teach you, I love what you're saying. Two questions. I love what you're saying. And you know what? You know what else I want to make up a point? The point about them not drafting another wide receiver was it was more about how they look at their quarterback, how they look at their franchise. Pat Mahomes got his guy. Joe Burrow said, man, I got to find A.J. Green. I need A.J. Green here. Okay? Cincinnati, great receiving core. To make Burrow feel more comfortable, they take T. Higgins. They didn't need T. Higgins. But an excellent pick to make him feel comfortable, to make you feel like, you know what? You know what, Joe, man, we got your back. We know what? We listen to you. Well, what, well what what question. Why? Okay, two two questions. Why, yeah. did the, why did the Packers draft Jordan Love? Was it because they really, they really was a need for Aaron Rodgers' replacement? Or was no. it the fact that they, can't, they couldn't believe he fell to 26? Because last week we talked about it and he was expected to go top 15. He still had 26. Do you just take the best player available? Well, I'll, I'll jump in on that one. I'll, I'll kind of piggyback on what TQ said earlier. I mean, I think the fact they still stuck to their strategy. I don't think they're getting rid of Aaron Rodgers in the next two to three years, but I do think that they plan for the future. And I think they're a good organization for that. I just think like their other picks, I think they were just planning for the future. They're not about to cut Aaron Rodgers next year or no. the year after that. Okay. So going back to something uh, – Izzy said that I that I kind of want to touch on a little bit that I feel like is important before we uh we talk to we talk about the Saints. Um, Izzy brought up the 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 quarantine and it being a virtual draft and the lack of pro days and and you know the lack of being able to interact with some guys. Um, was that why the draft was rather conservative this year? Because you didn't see a whole bunch of trades, especially in the first round, and and B. Did some of these these some of these guys from these bigger name schools benefit from that? Um, I think man, pro days make a difference, man. Pro days, you can really fall in love with a player at a pro day. You know, like listen, tape is always the definitive measure of a player. But the right type of pro day, the right type of hustle you give, because everybody don't have stellar combines. And what do players who don't have the stellar combines who run a four three in practice? And they run a 4-6 because they nervous or they slipped at the combine. I'm going to make it up on my pro day. I'm going to make it up on my pro day. I got him at my pro day. I guarantee you Rose would have not went where he went if they would have had a pro day because Jerry Judy is a better receiver. Rose was like the fourth receiver on that team. He's just fast. But combines, no pro days, man, you couldn't see how crisp Jerry's routes was. You couldn't get up close to him because he should have went a lot sooner. You know, I think the pro days had a significant impact. But I think yeah. Ruggs went early because he went to the Raiders. Like, I think the Raiders was the only team. <laughs> okay, that was you got, you're right. You're right. It was the Raiders. You're right. Okay, you're right. I, I, I'll remove all logic when it comes to the Raiders. Correct. Another, <laughs> but another name I'll mention with that is Grant Delpit, though, because I think that if he would have had his pro day, absolutely, it would have answered those injury concerns, the tackling concerns. It wasn't any speed concerns, but I think he would have ended up being a first-round pick. Because think about it, after 2018 – he was a consensus, like, top 10 pick. Everybody was going to be top 10. For him to drop to the way to the second round, I don't think his talent disappeared. And that's why I had the Browns on my well, I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but this what happened last year with, um, um, who was it, the, the cornerback who ended up with Cleveland in the second round again? I mean, it was a tackling concern. Right? Um, I, I mean, it, it's a tackling concern, but we already know what LSU guys 
DBU does in the pros. So it's, it's one of those situations where it's like you picking what you want or what kind of need. We all know Delphine is a first-round talent. He's going to perform like a first-round talent. Right. We know this, man. You know, and that, and going back to what you said, though, Cleveland had an excellent draft. Cleveland had an excellent draft. I felt like I hate to say this. I don't know what liquor Jerry Jones was drinking that night. <laughs> but I don't know if it was the yacht. I don't know what it was. But they had it's a great the draft. isolation, man. It was isolation. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Like the, the, the lack of distraction. You know, you can do stuff. You can get it right when you when you're not distracted, man. And, and, and you take the emotions out the room, and you know. So. Now I think I don't think now. Listen, CD Lamb, an incredible receiver, incredible receiver, and I love the pick. But man, this is really putting Dak on the clock. I think I, I said it once. I say it again, man. Dak just keep over the taper fade. All right. I don't think Come he can on, get anybody. He? I don't care what receiver they draft. Is that's still not going to find him when they need him most. Is it? Dak Prescott is much better. Is a much better passer than Tim Tebow, bro. So, Come on, man. Not when it, not when it counts. Yeah, yeah, he's not absolutely when the game better on the, than not Tim Tebow. Not when he's in the playoffs or the game on the line. Come on, well, man. Eight, eight, you going up against the Eagles. Is it? Not Tim Tebow's a baseball player. Come on, man. Come on, Cooper face. Is you sound ridiculous right now. <laughs> no, I don't, man. No, no Dak gonna do the same no, thing. Okay. I want to back when when the Dallas Cowboys they like nine and seven again. Is it because that couldn't close out games? If you if you, if you tell me if you tell me that Dak Prescott is not as good as Russell Wilson or Pat Mahomes or Breeze or Rogers and he don't belong Dak in this is serviceable, but he, he don't get he's he, he, not he, accurate, man. Right. This is proven. If Dak was so accurate, he would have been paid by now. They well, have but, their reservations for a reason. I'm not making this up. You invest in the guy, right? Wait, you well, invest in I, don't, the guy. I don't think well, I don't think Dak's that great. That I don't think Dak's that great, but you call the man the Tebow with okay, a table all right. fade. So you just say you don't think Dak's that great, right? But you call him Tebow with a table fade. He's Okay, so do you think CeeDee Lamb will get the Cowboys over the hump? Do you think the picks in this draft, do you think that will make a difference for the Cowboys next year? But, I don't. But we talking about, but Izzy, you talking about the Cowboys. You talking about a team that with the roster the way it was last year, they should have won 10-plus games. Like the team was, the, like there's nothing that you could do to like put them over the hump when their roster as constructed should have put them over the hump. Like, their problems okay. is bigger than so, their roster. So what's the difference then? So, guess what? If you have elite quarterback play or, 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 or a solid quarterback play, they're over the hump, right? Well, okay, so, so so what's the common denominator? No, no, not necessarily. Uh, they fired the coach? Question, yeah, yeah. To answer your question, is Zeke on the – I mean, is uh is Dak on the clock? Absolutely. Yes. But not for the reasons – not because of the, the C.D. Lamb edition. I think he's on the clock because of um, – they fired the coach. They finally got rid of Jason Garrett, who's just – I mean, Jason Garrett was like Les Miles, you know. Well, um, I played to not to lose the game, you know. But um, so not not for the reasons of CeeDee Lamb being on the team, but because I, I really like the Mike McCarthy uh, hire. And, um, and uh, also, man – He's on, I mean, just contract-wise, like, with the franchise, I mean, franchise tender, like, he's on the clock as long as you don't have a damn contract. You yep. know, as long as you don't have a contract, he's he on the clock. So, um, 
another thing, another thing, uh, what's crazy, I mean, as far as, like, what's going on right now, uh, ex-brother actually passed from COVID complications last week. Oh, wow. So, oh, I didn't brother, know that. I mean, yeah, man, so his, his older brother, so, uh, We'll see. It's gonna be a. It's it's gonna be one of those years that's gonna uh kind of probably gonna define his career because you know it's gonna be a. That's gonna be the narrative. You know how to. They're gonna bring it up every game. They're gonna bring it up every game that they play, and it's either gonna be. I mean, you could you can go ahead and add that to the trials and tribulations that's gonna define his career. Um, playing on this uh franchise tag for the Cowboys, who we know have the money, who we know have the resources, and and you factor in everything else that he's been through with the with the negotiations, and his brother passing during, during this epidemic, it's going to be, is he on the clock? Absolutely. But he's on the clock for his, uh, for his whole story, you know? The whole Dak Prescott story is on the clock right now. I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's a valid point. I, I feel like I feel like you know he's they paid everybody else. You know you paid you paid Amari Cooper, you paid uh you paid Zeke, you fired the coach. Now it's like okay, there's no more excuses. You draft C D Lamb, who's a monster, by the way, because uh I watched him in person play against LSU. He was open a lot more than he caught passes. Like Jalen Hurts missed him a few times. C D Lamb is a baller. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's my whole thing with Jalen Hurts, man. He's he's I, the eye test. He's inaccurate. That's my opinion. Yeah, Go ahead, dude, inaccurate. I, I, listen, I, I agree with you too. And that was another loser in the draft was the Eagles. I mean, how do you sign a twenty-seven-year-old quarterback? You give him a max extension, then you sign somebody that's not even close to being as good to him. Now I know he has injury concerns, but you take Jalen Hurts, you give Jalen Hurts Damn. guaranteed money in the second round. Stand, the tell Izzy why they drafted Jalen Hurts. What the Eagles? Tell Izzy why they drafted Jalen Hurts. Tell Izzy why they drafted Jalen Hurts. They just trying to copy the Saints in the whole Taysom Hill thing. Now, don't get wrong. I think. I think they okay, are, okay, I, so, I all right. That. I, that, I think, I, no, no, okay, so, wait, wait, let me, let me, you want to go first or you want me to go? Let you want to go first Let me go first, Izzy. All right, I'm sorry, I'm sure. I think that they're going to use somebody, the Saints use Taysom, because they have a, a brilliant offensive-minded uh, coach. That's uh, debatable. Uh, I, I think uh, he's pretty, pretty good, based on what they have at receiver, and everything else, even when they will go into the playoffs, when deep in the playoffs, like nah, do one with a backup quarterback. Like, come on, Nick Foles wasn't really a back. I mean, okay, but get come on, I'm shut up. Come I'm on, shut up. But all I'm saying is, my issue with Jalen is not that I don't like Jalen. I agree with TQ. He's not an accurate quarterback. Saw so him in person. He's a good athlete, decent arm, but he's not accurate. But you can utilize him like Taysom Hill. The problem is, you use a second round pick. When you needed offensive weapons on a player that won't be on the field that much. Correct. Yeah. Did you, did you want I'm to back it up or just cut out? I'm sorry, I'm sure. Well, what what I what I say is, uh, I mean, I'm I understand the pitch because you have they they basically, I mean, you got to look at what division they're in. You got to look at what division they're in. They basically drafted a Dak Prescott, so. Um, and I'll say this, you don't have to be accurate to win 
in their division. So I get That's it. a good point. That's a good point. I get it. I mean, I think he's a winner. You know, I think he's a winner. But uh, I, so I'm not mad at it. But I don't think they're drafting him to be a Swiss Army knife. Like I think we, I think everybody who's saying that is way ahead of themselves, and we'll we'll have to wait and see. But I I, I think they're drafting him as a as a backup who is a dual threat quarterback similar to uh, dual threat dual quarterback has some has a whole lot of uh, game tape just like uh, just like yep. a, uh, this starter. So, and I hope they don't put him at no tight end or wide receiver because that's just going he just don't get hurt. Yeah, he's on a special team. Yeah, they, yeah they, they, don't, they don't they don't they don't need to they don't need to do that to him. I, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, so I, I'm hoping they're not doing that, but and I don't think they are either. I think they just. I mean, they just drafted a shit, a quarterback. I think he fits that that division. So, uh, I just want to consider comparison between Taysom Hills. First of all, there weren't any Taysom Hills before him. Taysom Hill was a seventh round pick who got cut by I think the Carolina Panthers, and we picked him up. He was a darling in practice, and he worked. He played. We had awesome play calling and sets. He wasn't even. He was a seventh round pick. That that wasn't drafted. He wasn't right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't tell me, because let's be real. Taysom Hill, he's a special gadget. He's a parlor trick. He's a, I mean, he's a gimmick play, but he works for us. He's dynamic in our system. But you don't waste a second round pick on a gadget. But you don't, wait, you, you don't waste he's, a. Uh, he's not going to use that man as a gadget. Yeah. Like, taste, there was a Taysom before Taysom. His name was Cordell Stewart. So. Cordell was a no, no, nah, Cordell was a quarterback. Cordell was, Cordell a, was a quarterback. Hey, I'm going to tell you, Cordell, before Taysom, before Taysom, there was Matt Jones. And then he started playing quarterback in the league. But, okay. Here's well, I mean. Thing. Here's my thing. All right, so so Izzy said there wasn't a Taysom Hill before Taysom Hill, but if you look at it, I, nobody ran yeah. read option in the NFL before RG3 now almost everybody has some type of version of read option in their playbook, with the exception of like Tom Brady led teams. So, so I think once something is done, because remember who was it that, that did the Wildcat first? Was it the Dolphins with Miami. Ronnie Brown? I think it was Miami. What? Yeah, was it? Miami. Yeah, the Dolphins did Wildcat first. Right. Then after that, you see all variation of Wildcat throughout the league. Absolutely. So Sean Payton was the guy that kind of. That kind of said, okay, Taysom Hill, he's a fast guy, he's strong, you know, he's on the roster as a quarterback, but he'll play special teams. And I think it was the brilliance of Sean Payton to see, okay, we could utilize this guy on the field. And because he is on the roster as a quarterback and can throw the ball, this makes us that much more dangerous. His good buddy, Dougie P, Doug Peterson, drives Jalen Hurts. Now, if he's going to use Jalen Hurts, as a Taysom Hill, I agree that a second round pick was too much for him when he needed something when he need better weapons. But I could absolutely see with Jalen Hurts' skill set that he could actually fulfill mm-hmm. that role. I mean, no. I feel like if it's a copycat league. No. Go ahead, did you want to say TQ? I I mean I just disagree. I mean his skill set, he's just athletic, man. You know how I many <laughs> athletic <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's just athletic. There's nothing saying that he could be a Taysom Hill. Like, there's nothing saying that. 
like Jalen Hurts will never play special teams. Okay. And for that reason, you cannot compare him to, to Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is a special teams player who got more time on the field by being moved around. If anything, what you guys are doing are comparing the the uh, offensive minds of um, the, 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 the coaches instead of – it's a better comparison between the coaches um, to be made versus Taysom Hill and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts would never play special teams. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I, okay, I, I I'm with you on the special teams part, but I, I think Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, you know, because I'm trying to make sense of all this. So Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, it doesn't make any sense. He could catch a pass. I think I think you could put him on the field with Carson Wentz, but if, if, you, are, if, if you look at the Eagles team and you see a guy in Carson Wentz that the Eagles paid, and they paid to be one of the upper echelon of quarterbacks. They obviously believe in him like that. Um, if you're going to draft a backup quarterback, and I think so, I think Izzy said he was 27, so uh, he's young. You're going to draft a backup quarterback with a second round pick, and you don't have weapons. Like the only thing that could make sense is if they try if they have a significant type of role for Jalen Hurts, because if they don't. It's a terrible pick. Yeah. It's a terrible pick no matter what. I mean, just, just the system overall, it's a terrible pick. Terrible yeah. pick on I mean, I think they should have drafted a uh, – I think they should have went in a different direction. They they really need weapons. Okay. You know. I mean, I, I feel they you. Really so, me and that we talked about Taysom Hill and we in this mediocre NFC East, let's go ahead and slide over – to the probably the best division in football on paper, the NFC South. We all in Louisiana. Yes, sir. We all are we yes, all sir. are big New Orleans Saints guys, right? There's a lot of black and gold on this podcast. Who that? Who that? Who that? The all day team. long. So who that? The Saints oh, were man. busy. Go ahead. Nah, nah. I was just talk, ready to talk some crap. Go all ahead. Right. So, <laughs> so, so, so I was I was going to bring up the draft first. But since we already on the subject of Taysom Hill, Taysom got paid. Taysom got two years, twenty million dollars. Thoughts on that? Anybody go first? I gotta hear what y'all gotta say. You go first. Go first. I want your opinion. All right. Well, I mean, I I, I believe one thing I do probably on a week to week, almost day to day basis is negotiate talent. You know, I, I negotiate with talent. And the most important thing is keeping your talent happy. So it's a it's a fine line with me. With with, with players that are, that come up for, you know, it's time for a new contract, it's either do we want him or not. So if Ooh. if we want if we want Taysom Hill, which I do, Taysom Hill, I mean I I would have. I ain't gonna lie. I would have been hurt if we lost Taysom Hill. He's one of my favorite players on the team, and and from the eye test from last last year, he sparked. There were so many times where he sparked the offense, even even in the in the final game. Like he was sparking the offense when when Drew 
when Drew was like stuff, you know, things were getting stagnant. So did he get paid? Yes. But I mean, he he's getting paid as a backup quarterback. He's getting paid as a special teamer. He's getting paid he's getting paid as a backup tight end. Or maybe maybe even a starting caliber tight end. I mean, because what can he do from the tight end position? Can he block? Yes. Right? Can he catch? Yes. Yes. Okay? Is he a threat? Does he make the defense think? Yes. So, does he get? Does he deserve to get paid? Yes, he does. So, I like it. and I mean, I actually love it. I love it. Love and it. then you got to wow. factor in, you got to factor in, last year, we had the highest paid backup. So it's, that's what we do. How do we do it? We secure. We, we make sure that the, if you're going to ride the bench behind uh, the goats, you're going you're gonna to get paid. You're going to get paid, especially if, if you're a fan favorite, especially if you bring, some, you bring something else to the locker room and when you do get on the field in limited time. And so that's why I love it, man. I'm happy to chase them. And, you know, again, there is no other Taysom. So the dude named Taysom, bro. Like, I think he might be real. He might be real. If he, if he wouldn't have came from BYU, if he would have came from, like, Northwestern or uh, ULL, I would have said he Creole, bro. For real. Man, I got, I got some here, man. I got some Happy for you. Cha-ching. Oh. <laughs> man, you at old school right, that cha-ching, bro. Next. Taysom Gadget on hope and luck that he delivers on his contract. So, Rizzo right. delivered on 
Long, <laughs> we got our Bridgewater. Taste it, we don't know. Long, so long story short, TQ is like, yes, Pam. Is is like okay if he would actually be a backup quarterback and, and actually be a legitimate threat at quarterback? Pam, Stan, what you got? <laughs> man, they definitely overpaid Taysom. Man, definitely, definitely overpaid. Him. We're talking about a guy who had three hundred and like eighty or ninety total yards all of last year, and you paid him twenty-one million dollars, sixty million dollars guaranteed. The other issue I have with it, though, I think it's gonna be. A, I think potentially cause some issues on the team because you paid this man but you didn't pay other players who are better than him man you you paid this dude first and you didn't pay Lattimore you haven't paid Kamara Williams you you, Kamara you haven't paid a bunch of guys but you paid this dude like if them if them dudes are not signed by training camp it's gonna be some issues I feel like there's really gonna be some issues because you don't do that and then it's like as he said, he he's not even the number two quarterback. Where's Finn is? So it's like, come on. <laughs> you you paid $16 million guaranteed to a a glorified utility player. Yeah, so. Like, so. And it's like, come on, man. Like, it, it, to, to, me, to me, the only way you can justify that is if Taysom comes out, he has like 700, 800 yards receiving this year, which he's not going to do. And he has like 400, 500 yards rushing. He has to have at least. 
Peyton Manning and Brett Favre both threw like 20 plus picks, and I think in like multiple years when they first started out. Jameis is only 25 years old. You know what I'm saying? He, he was in the office that had to push the ball down the field constantly. So, and you would play in the office like that, one, you're going to have more picks more than likely, even though his was, a, his was above average, don't get me wrong. But to me, that's stuff you can correct. You know, he's going to be with Sean Payton. Sean Payton can coach him up. To me, he can be a franchise quarterback once Grease leaves. And you can still keep Taysom, let Taysom do his little thing, and you can have Jameis Winston being the main quarterback. Okay. So Stan got a whole lot of confidence for Jameis. Izzy, what you thinking? Uh, let me just spell let me just spell Jameis' name. Let me just spell Jameis' name. It's spelled E-L-I-T-E. That's what Jameis is in our system. He will be elite. With Jameis having a chance to not be rushed, to not be forced, to not be forced to play without being on a torn MCL ligament, to not be having to play behind a bad O-line that the Saints actually addressed again in our draft, to being able to calm down, to learn the offense, to have a team that actually believes in you and doesn't just want to kick you out the door, he's going to be elite. He can lead the Saints to a Super Bowl because let's just think about this. From the last two or three years to the last two or three years, there is no quarterback coming out in a draft with as much talent as Jameis Winston. Proven winner in college, can win games in the pros. He had one bad year, and I'm really thankful he threw them 30 picks. Because if he throws 20 or 19 or 18, we don't get him. Because outside of those 30 picks, it wouldn't have been season. Huh? Outside of those thirty picks, it, it really wasn't a bad season. Fifty-one hundred yards, it wasn't a bad thirty touchdowns. But they, I mean, it, but yeah, thirty picks. But and he and listen, listen, man, let me tell you something. Failure, adversity, those picks was the best teacher for uh, James. He's on a better team with a team that's going to support him and that's a proven system. Look what we did for Teddy Bridgewater. You are number one pick, so you know you're going to the Super Bowl with us. With hey. the weapons we have, with the offense and the playmaking and the defense and the way we build teams. Man, it's elite, man. We won. So, I'm glad we got rid of Sam's Choice Chicken. Okay, we upgraded. We got Fleming's steak. Okay, we got the Flemings now, baby, with the lobster on the side. Bro, you, 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 hey, you too hey, hard on Teddy, bro. Hey, is it before TQ goes with the crab? He also just got LASIK surgery. So now he Who does got LASIK surgery? James. Perfect. That's even better. better. 2020 video. Yeah. He threw 50, he threw 50, 100 yards and 30 touchdowns. He couldn't see. Man, man, all that means is that, man, he could see. That's all why he got all those picks. All that see. means he don't have to put in context before the game. Like, you think he couldn't see? He just don't oh. have to put in no context. TQ, what you think about this move? Uh, I, I mean, I think, I think it's the, us getting Jameis Winston is just the calling card of 2020. 2020 is just so weird. It's a bad dream. I'm trying. I'm trying to wake up from 2020. Like, I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't really feel. Uh, I don't really feel anything about it. He signed to a one-year contract. It's just like Teddy. Like he'll probably never play for the Saints unless Drew Brees goes down. Um. So and 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 I will never I'll, I'll never wish to see him on the field in this one. Wow! Year. I want Drew. I, wow. I, I mean, so I'm not. Wow. There's 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 not as much to there's not a lot to hate about the, the signing, and there's not a lot to love. 
because again, it's only a one year deal, and we still have Drew and my guy Taysom, who I think is a quarterback. <laughs> so, uh, so my whole so, thing is like, you know, it's it's just a it's just depth. It's a depth signing. Do I think he, you know, he could be the quarterback of the future? Uh, he could be, but. Wow! Think, uh, you had so much more faith I mean, in Taysom, though. Ching, ching. I love it. Well, I just I, I have faith. I have faith in our system. I have faith in our system first and foremost. But um, but uh, I don't think unless something unless some unfortunate events happen, I don't think we ever get to see uh, Jameis play. One year deal, you know, he'll probably he'll it'll probably be like. Something with Teddy, man. He might get on the field if Drew goes down, and then he'll go. We're never going to pay James, right? We're never going to pay James. But well, that end up going somewhere else. So, so, so I'm not going to hate it, and I ain't going to love it. Just like with Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Same thing. Follow up question for you, TQ. Follow up question. What would be, in your mind, what is the perfect scenario? to follow up Drew Brees and the Saints organization. What do you think would be a perfect – we know 2020 was the nightmare. You're 2021, the the quarterback of your dreams. Who's following up Drew Brees? Uh, I think we draft, man. I think we draft the the follow-up. I think we we get somebody like – I mean, whenever Drew actually hangs it up, I think we we sign a a Jameis Winston, somebody who's – Who's shown that they can put up yards and touchdowns? Who, who's shown that he can throw the ball? That's very important. So, whenever Drew decides to hang it up, whoever is a free agent who had a bad, who was on a bad team, let's just say who was on a bad team, but has, but had a whole lot of production, Pro Bowl years, that type of thing. Um, and then, but the but the the true future will probably. The perfect scenario that I want is drafting the future, uh, the future franchise quarterback. Well, so that's a hard no for James. So you don't think be... it's going to be Drew last year, then? That's a that's. A, I I don't think it's going to be Drew last year. Nah, nah. Well, man, I just drafting don't. drafting like if you look at the Saints roster, right? Unless something freakishly bad happens to where, like, let's say, God forbid, Drew gets hurt and Jameis comes in and he's terrible, the the Saints. The Saints are going to win like ten games, you know. Like, like if you look at the team that they that they have, the Saints are very good outside of the quarterback position. Um, I'm on a. I love Drew Brees. He's my favorite player that ever put on shoulder pads. Like I said last week, you know, he was the guy on the cover of Madden. He was the he was the dude that won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, and he did it all from New Orleans. Because the Saints, when I was growing up, the Saints were terrible. And I just appreciate Drew and Sean for bringing us to another level. Now, with that being said, you know, Father Time is undefeated. Drew Brees is looking real Michael Jordan-ish Wizards-ish team. You know what I mean? And and I say that with the sense that, okay, like last year you saw games that Drew played like against the Colts where he looked perfect. He looked like 2011 Drew Brees. Well, those games are going to happen. But also what's going to happen is those playoff games where he didn't really look so good in. So I'm kind of of the opinion that Drew should retire, but I'm going to always cherish the memories that he gave to gave to me and the rest of the Saints fans. Now, with that being said, 
I'm optimistic about the Jameis pickup. We didn't pick up Jameis to play this year. If we would have believed in Taysom Hill as a quarterback, we wouldn't have picked him, Jameis up. I think Sean Payton, because Sean Payton said that Teddy Bridgewater was his guy. He, Teddy Bridgewater was his heir apparent. He said that a couple of years ago. Um, Drew just never retired. You know, so as long as Drew wants to play, he's going to start. I think this was Sean trying to get a guy who could come in, who's got who's got big talent. Because if you look at it, Jameis is the most talented quarterback that Sean Payton's ever coached. He's more talented than Drew, any of Drew's backups. He's more talented than than Tony Romo physically. He's more talented than uh, Kerry Collins and the, Drew Bledsoe. The list goes on and on and on of quarterbacks that Sean Payton's worked with, and none of them has had the talent level of Jameis. So I think this is an experiment. I think this is a shot at maybe having an heir apparent you know what I mean? Because I think Jameis has that skill set. Now, will he be the guy? We'll see. There's a lot of variables. I think it'll be hard for us to draft a quarterback because we're going. To, the Saints are going to be good enough to where they won't get a top 10 pick anytime soon unless something goes terribly wrong. But in speaking of the draft, um, a lot of Saints fans were very underwhelmed with the, uh, with the draft. Um, I thought they should have Got an air apparent to Drew Brees personally, but they didn't. Obviously, they addressed that in signing Jameis Winston. So, I'm going to start off with TQ on this one. How did you think the Saints did in the draft, and were you satisfied with this? Uh, satisfied, yes. Because uh, I started off uh, probably about an hour before the draft uh, started. I said, um, you know, looking at – um, looking at how the draft, I expected the draft to go. I was this is this this was my hopes for round one. I said if T if T Higgins is there at twenty four, I hope we take him. If not, I hope we draft the best lineman available on either side of the ball. Okay, so. Even though when we drafted uh, my boy Caesar, I'm just calling him my boy Caesar because he looked like he'll be everybody's boy. Like, that's, <laughs> like if you look at him, if you look at him, it'll be like, oh, who that is? Oh, that's my boy Caesar, man. Like, he's cool. <laughs> so that is that is my total opinion of him. Like, he just, that's my boy Caesar. Okay. So, um, but at, in the first round, I was like, I hope we take, I hope we take uh, Power Five. Um, power five receiver um, at 24, but it's not somebody in the trenches on either side of the ball. That's what we did. Um, and uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a stats guy, but I'm also I'm also my I also trust my eyes. Um, so what we did with with um, Zach Bond for some reason I always watch a lot of. Wisconsin games. I, my cousin played soccer for Wisconsin, so I I don't know. I like I like what they do. But other than Ohio State, I think I watch them the most out of all Big Ten teams. So Zach Bond, man, if you look at Pro Football Focus, he's what the third rank. He was a third or fourth rank outside linebacker. If you look at uh, Steve, my boy season, he was the third rank. Uh, interior offensive lineman. And if you look at uh, 
the tight end we got, he was the third ranked tight end all on Pro Focus Football's uh, draft rankings, position of draft rankings, and uh, I trust I trust the stats, man, and I trust I trust, uh, and I think this was a digital draft. I think that's what every I think that's what all of the teams did. You know, they plugged in numbers and said, "Hey, we just gonna go with BPA or." We're going to go get this guy because he's falling so much, and, it's, you know, there's so much draft value right there. So do I like what we did? Yes. And the other thing I want other Saints fans to, to think about is those picks that we traded to go get the, uh, the tight end, like, aren't you tired of these of hoping and wishing on these fifth, sixth, seventh-round picks that don't even make the team? And, you know, it's saving you a bunch of – Time where you're gonna be surfing the net trying to see if this dude's gonna make the team and and putting highlights together. Like we ain't got to worry about that this year. We got three picks and they all gonna make the team. So I think I mean I, I like our draft. I like our draft. It wasn't sexy, but when you look at the numbers, like yeah, we got a top three. We got a top three pick in each one of their uh, positions. So I'm happy. Okay. All right. TQ's happy with the draft. Stan, what'd you say? Um, in hindsight, um, I'm not as disappointed as I initially was. Um, I really wanted him to get Patrick Queen at that position, mainly because oh I my thought- god, I want to talk about that because he. I, okay, I, I, okay. Bro, Patrick Queen, bro, did <laughs> not look good all year. Like I don't know where. Like first of all, he didn't start. He didn't start to the fourth game. Okay, and I remember saying, bro, dude, like, he's sorry. Like, I felt like he was sorry. Like, you know what I'm saying? I felt like he was sorry. Like, he was one of the people that I was like, look at him. Like, I got tired of him. I got tired of looking at him, like, making arm tackles and stuff. He flashed. He flashed at the end of the year, but no. I know I know that he, he's not no, 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 no uh, tw- number 24 pick, bro. I, I, well, I disagree with you right there, uh, TQ. The reason I disagree with you is He's a former bus player. He's a Raiders pick. I'm going disagree, I'm disagree, <laughs> I'm to I'm disagree with you mainly because, yes, he didn't start. He didn't fully start or become a full-time starter to the fourth game. He was rotating by the number 35, at, uh, I think it's Clark or, or whatever. Exactly. But, he, was, he was rotating with okay, who? Okay, we, don't, but, we don't have good linebackers. We don't have but, good linebackers like that. But, but... Let me finish. When the defense started turning things around, he was one of the catalysts behind that. So the second half of the season, going into the playoffs and in the national championship, that dude balled out. So no, yeah, he doesn't have a ton of starting experience. But the dude is only twenty years old. He's only twenty. You know what I'm saying? If they would have got him, yeah. okay, even if they didn't get Patrick Queen, if they were able, if they were able to get the Murray kid from Oklahoma, I'd have been fine with that. He was gone. And he can't, and yeah, he can't tackle he either. He can't tackle either. What did, <laughs> what did, what did OU offense do? Get lit up. Couldn't stop nobody. Couldn't stop nobody. Come on, bro. Come on. Nah, bro. Oh, boy, Murray was the All-American. Bro, linebackers in a, in a weak linebacker class. In a weak linebacker class, man, bro. He, man, who did OU stop? That's what I'm asking. Of course they didn't. Who did OU stop? Of course. I mean, that's what I'm saying. 
He's the one person in the on a, in a Big Twelve defense. He ain't gonna stop. He could be. He could be Ray Lewis. They wouldn't stop nobody. No, but 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 at twenty four, at twenty four, a lot of man, them linebackers gonna be working out. Them linebackers gonna be working out in the first round. Like at twenty four, you know what I'm saying? Them top half, yeah. You know, I like the I like the athleticism and all that, but.
But let me piggyback on it. But after I did my research, after I looked at his Beast Mode Combine numbers, after I heard what Peyton said about him, the number one thing Peyton said about him was he's consistent. He's consistent. He has the measurables. This goes back to a digital draft. We went off a combine. Couldn't get a pro day to really see him up close. So we took the best value for interior line. Because, listen, man, that's the glue. And your line got to be solid. And we, we need help online. Both sides. We need Both help sides. online desperately. Uh, <laughs> but after looking at the measurables, and you got to look at the metrics. You got to do your research for this. I love the pick now. I love the pick because yeah. we need them. We have enough stars. We don't have to go for the gusto. We have all that already. We have weapons. Breeze is fine. We just gave Taysom Hill damn near hundred million dollars. We fine. <laughs> and, <laughs> but, and, and as a draft pick, twenty four a horrible spot to be in, bro. Twenty four. You, you don't want to be at twenty four. Like it's just a Ain't horrible point of the you draft. Really, you, you better off straight back. Like, you, I don't want to be there. You really waiting on somebody to either fall, and then if they fall to twenty four. They're, they become a boom or bust thing. They okay. fall because of some 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 at the last minute. You know what I'm saying? And but if you you it's lineman territory. Twenty four is lineman it territory. Is. You know what I'm saying? Or developing a quarterback color territory. You know what I'm saying? Could have been receiver. Could have we could have got a you know a really I would have loved to I would have, and that would have been the mm. next pick. But a long term, he's a much better. The Nigerian scam is much better than yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm gonna make this unanimous because I I thought the draft. Can was I speak really on good. one more thing? Can I speak on one more thing? Can I speak on, I'm gonna I'm I'm stop talking for the rest of the next thirty seconds after this. Um, Braun, man, I'm so happy. Let me. You know why I love Braun? Because Braun did have a first round grade, but Braun yeah. had. A diluted urine sample at the combine. And let's just thank God for drug drug usage right here. Let's <laughs> just thank God for using drugs. If at least it was drugs, diluted. At least it was diluted. We don't know yep. what he was on. We don't know what drug he was taking. Said so he had too much water. That's why he said, "Okay, okay, okay, uh, Mr. Braun. Yeah, you going to the third round?" And we went and got it because that was a steal. Because we didn't have that kind of. That was really our second round pick. We didn't have a second round pick, and we went up and got yep. our guy. I remember yep. the draft when we had drafted Brandon Cooks. I watched that entire draft. We took Grayson Allen in the third round as a backup quarterback, Stanley John Baptiste. Do you know what players made out of that draft class? Brandon Cooks. Right. Where is Brandon Cooks at today? Exactly. But you're going to get your guy, man. Ever since Breeze got Kamar, go get your guy. I try, I have faith in him. He know his talent. He know what he wants. You know what he said about uh, the tight end? Nice hips. Hip movement. Perfect wide well, we, tight end. Excellent blocker. We need blockers. We need blockers because Kamara got a ball this year. Well, we need to trade Kamara. Agreed. Yep. Everybody Thank you. Trade Thank you. Everybody trade Kamara. If you're going to trade me, you got to trade him now, though. No, they, I agree. You you trade trade. Him. It's hard to trade, man. It's hard to trade running backs right now, though. Well, but he's not He's he's not a. He's not a, low, he's not an every down back. So he's, he's, he's kind of that. He's kind of that playmaker, that get in space kind of guy. So he has more of a long term value, in my opinion, than somebody. But the contract like, ain't gonna match it though. Listen, you know what's happening with you know what happened with Kamara? The same thing with that Todd Gurley deal. 
the same time that's how it's just I mean that's, that's, man, you can't give a running back with guaranteed money. But first of all, but but is it that, that that's a different that's a different conversation. You give a running back you, and, and Kamar gonna want the world. But Kamar that, saw that Chris McCaffrey deal, he was playing the game, his boy say, Ooh, you next. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but, but, Absolutely not. But here's the thing: he's not he's not Ty Gurley because Ty Gurley was an every down back that couldn't stay healthy. Now Kamara's had a couple health issues, but Kamara's durability is going to be a lot more than somebody who who's an every down running back who's a who's the guy that's going to be pounding the ball between the tackles. Sean Payton tries to pound Kamara in between the tackles, but it don't work. So like that's why Latavius Murray's on the team. Because Kamara's not that kind of back. So his career, he's going to have more longevity. But back to the draft. But I, 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 I apologize. This is what I'm saying. Oh, the, uh, and I didn't mean to say he's like Gurley. I'm talking about. Well, the contract. Is- want a Gurley type deal. Gurley, and you got to think about, okay, so this is this is what I'm saying about Kamara and Gurley, the comparison. Man, the Los Angeles Rams are paying Todd Gurley $40 million not to play for them. They gave but, up forty million dollars in debt. That's how much they didn't want him. But what, you what can't I'm, give a run back. But what I'm saying money. is, Camaro would never be in that situation because we wouldn't pay him forty million dollars to not play for us because what he brings to the table is different than Gurley. So like Gurley had his injury issues, and then Gurley went down from a performance standpoint because he couldn't stay healthy. Kamara won't have that issue because he's a different player. So if Kamara gets paid, he's gonna get paid and he's gonna stay in uniform. So I'm gonna. But that don't mean he's gonna produce, though. That don't, I mean, like that's not a good thing. If he's not giving me the money I'm paying for him, that's even worse. Is it in Sean? In Sean? In Sean Payton's system, Kamara will never not produce at all. If Kamara's not producing, it's because he's not healthy. But in the Sean Payton the system, he's all right now is how I want him to produce. The most I'm going to give Kamara is about ten, eleven million dollars a year, and I don't want that to be guaranteed. I want him to win yeah. with Derrick Henry. That's what Kamara needs to be. No, no that's, 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 fair. that's fair. That's fair. No disagreement. That. Okay, give him ten million, and he's not going to take that. He's not. He's going to want. He's going to want to th- start with the Zeke stuff. So you're right. Maybe trading him would be in our best interest. Well, tra- you take the discount. That, that's all I'm saying. Trade him. I just don't think he'll be a Ty Gurley, uh, a Ty Gurley situation. But uh, man, we if we keep him, we gonna lose money. That's all I can tell you. Okay, we'll, we'll, running back for the appreciating assets, and I'm gonna leave it alone. But okay, back to the draft though. So I, I'm in agreement with everybody on this. I thought the Saints did a good draft. Um, they had they had a great draft in my opinion. Uh, for the amount of picks that they had, I thought that was the best they could have done. Um, yeah. Uh, the Cesar Ruiz pick wasn't sexy. It wasn't exciting. But I want to give kudos to Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis to, on this because they, what they've shown is their adaptability, right? Because if you look at the Saints as a, you know, their offensive line since Drew Brees has got to New Orleans, they've always had athletic tackles and big guards, big physical guards, Right? They've always had that because Drew Brees is short. So you now you got bringing Andres Pete to play guard, and you see what happened against Minnesota. I think Stan brought that up, where you where they put their athletic guys over our non-athletic guards like Larry Walford, and and we got exposed. So they realized they had to change. I love the fact that they're adapting. 
I think this. I think that was a great pick. I do like Braun in the in the third round. I like the tight end. Um, the little seven round quarterback's not gonna make the team. I appreciate you gentlemen standing easy for coming back. TQ for joining us for the first time. Uh, TQ. Oh uh, yeah, man. I enjoyed myself, man. I enjoyed man, myself. The pleasure's all mine, brother. Thank you for coming. Look, do me a favor. Tell the people where they can find you, social media wise, email, whatever, wherever you want people to follow you at. Uh, you can follow me on uh, on Instagram at the real TQ, T H E R E A L T Q, and uh, I don't think I, I don't think I actually introduced what I do. So I'm a music executive. Uh, most people know my brother, Lil Boosie. So uh, so music executive, songwriter. Um, follow me at the real TQ for more and and sports. You know, we talk about sports all night, uh, but I'm a music guy, and um, I enjoy my time here, man. Let's uh, follow me, and uh, I can't wait to you release this, man. Chop it up <laughs> so I can uh, share with uh, share with the people who tune into what I do. Cool. So man. I think they'll enjoy. We will do that. Stan, remind remind the people where to find you. Hey, you can find me on Instagram at Savage MBA. That's uh, S A V A G E M B A. Good deal. Appreciate you, bro. Izzy, I know the paparazzi already got you, but remind the people where to find you. Uh, yes, yeah, this is once you get Izzy J Wilson. Find you on Instagram at. Oh, chill. Uh, Izzy versus Izzy, that's I-Z-Z-I-E versus uh, I-Z-Z-Y. It is not Izzle Vizzle. Somebody called me Izzle Vizzle the other day. I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Good deal, man. All right, man. Well, thank y'all, gentlemen. Look, and if y'all listen to, the, to these episodes and you haven't subscribed yet, shame on you. Subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and we are... Oh.